Greetings, greetings, and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am Ephi Bayo. I know, I know, I know you're getting back to back because there's some things that I have to uphold my spiritual duties. So, Monday, 
I won't be able to do a podcast, so I'm doing it now, back to back. So this way, I have that out of the way, because at the end of the day, I'm still a sentada. I still have things that I have to do. I have things that I signed up for to make sure it gets done, and people that I have to attend to. So my first responsibility is first to myself, to my Egon, and to my Arisha, and then to the oath and the, the, the job I signed up to do. So you're getting back to back. I think it's amazing. And I thank you for your support. Welcome to the Back Porch Conja. I am E5 Bayo. Grab a seat, cop a squat, get a chair, a pillow, a blanket. Hell, sit right here on the stoop next to me. Get you something cold or drink, something hot, some water, some tea, some juice, some coffee. Hell, it's 3 o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. The song that I posted and let you hear is called Scars to Your Beautiful. I've learned... You know, hurt people only know how to hurt people. Hurt people want you to be miserable. Whether it's family, friends, good, good girlfriends, partners, hurt people only know how to hurt other people. And when you don't sign up for their bullshit, then you become the enemy. You know, a healed person can't stay around a person that refused to heal. They're either going to get miserable or they're going to try to poke you and find your weakness. That's why I always tell people, family know you true and true. Even if they don't know the hill version of you, they'll always bring up all the things you used to do. So you got to stand on what it is that you did, the things you do, how you react. And be wary of, because this happened to me today, be wary of, you know, first let me explain. I am in competition with no one. I don't have a problem with showing you or giving you the plug or, you know, letting you find a way to make your bag. Why? Because I don't care how many times I give you the recipe, your sauce will never taste like mine. And I have this mechanism or this fire in me that I don't know how to fold or give up. See, I'm talking to my good girlfriend, and we was talking about how so many people were doing lives and, and teaching classes and all that, and they fell off. They stopped. And they, she was like, damn, you still do it. I will. Because, see, I know how to build a brand and how to build a business. I don't care how long it takes, but being consistent. Being consistent is the key. Show up. That's all you got to do is show up. You don't even, if you're not comfortable with putting your face on a, on a video, you can turn the camera around, find something pretty to look at and keep it. You know, I got a, a friend that she shows a lit candle, a picture and some religious artifact. And she does a whole segment on what it is. She just don't like her face on video. I'm not mad at her, but guess what? I know on certain days at certain times, if I go there, she's doing her live. 
She's consistent. And people love consistency. They love to know like, yo, I vibe with this person. This person is always. And then they also like a little change. You know what I'm saying? Flip the script a little bit. A little bit. You do inventory. Find what work. Work it. What don't. Leave it alone. Let it go. And create something new. That's how you... People, people love variety. People love consistency. People love to show up about something they're vibing with. Right? And you could just talk and be your authentic self. But when you walk in your truth... You irritate liars, scammers, messy people, toxic people, narcissists. Like, you you irritate the shit out of those people. And be a family of friends. So, I do my podcast. I post my contents, different videos, just to have the momentum and the algorithms, you know, make sure I'm in rotation. And at the end of the month or the beginning of the month, I get a check from Meta. I get a check from uh, TikTok, like, because I'm posting, right? My daughter goes. So, I I recently got a kitten, right? Let me just put it out there. I recently got a kitten, right? I can't leave my kitten here in my house unattended because I have my saints and stuff. And for some strange reason, she loved clamming up down Oya and the stuff get knocked down. Right? But right now, it's the little stuff. I don't need her to knock down all my stuff. She's a kitten. She wants to play. She gets around Ogun. She wants to go and jump in his pot. And I'm like, you don't want to do that, mama. Right? So, I get it. She's she's inquisitive. She's a kitten. So, I asked my daughter, hey, can you watch the kitten for me for a couple of days? Because I have some things I got to go do. She said, yeah. No problem. So, now I'm calling you. Calling somebody and calling somebody, you signed up for it. If you didn't want to do it, you should have said no, right? Simple. So finally she get up here. I got my kitten stuff together. You know, I'm 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 a fur mom. I get her a little house. I get her, I clean out her um kitty litter box. I put fresh kitty litter in it. I put the arm and ham in there so you know can have a fresh smell. She has her tower where she sleeps at. I put her toys in there, her food, you know, her little and I let everybody know, yo, she likes ice cubes in her water. She comes up, you got Benadryl? I say, yeah, I have a whole pack. Cause I can't keep this cat. So now you tell me? Now I'm leaving in the morning. Won't you ask your other daughter? So I asked my other daughter, listen, hey, can y'all, can you watch her? Oh my God, I can't. My daughter was the one that gave me the cat. I said, yo, take her back because I can't keep her. There's certain times, it's never a schedule, but there's certain times I have to go and do certain things. There's certain responsibilities that I have to uphold. And if y'all can't watch the kitten while I go and do what I need to do, then I can't have this kitten. I had puppies at one time. Really, I signed up for one. I wanted to get in two. I have to travel. I have things I have to go and do. So my grandsons and them, they would let the puppies tear my house up. And I'm like, yo, we can't do this. Right? Where they're, you know, they... 
go in the bathroom on their little wee-wee pads and stuff. But they wouldn't even change it. I'm walking up the stairs one day from coming out of town. And I'm like, what is that smell? I come in here. My house is ramsacked. Now, I like cleaning my house before I leave. Because when I come back, I open up my suitcase. I put a leg up. I put my doll up. And I leave the clothes out. And I jump. I take a shower. I jump in my pajamas. And for that day, I'm just relaxing. Right? But my house is clean. My house is together. I don't play that game. Like now, I'm cleaning up, making sure I mop the floors, wash the dishes, put everything up, you know, make sure everything is secure, and I'm out. Well, it was a family that they had kids, and I was like, look, because asking people to do something for you, there's a reason why I'm sharing this. Don't feel sorry for me. But asking people to do things for you, and if they're in a broken or unhealed spot, they're not going to step up and do anything for you. They'll give you 90,000 excuses. But when they call you, you have to jump because you're either the mother, the partner, the best friend. I say bullshit, bullshit. So I'm like, y'all can't hold a kitten. Because I can't leave her in the house. I'm not going to lock her in the bathroom for five days. So, y'all can't hold her. Oh, my God. Well, then take the kitten back. Because I can't keep it. Because when I have to travel, I have to go. There's no, I'm compromising. No, when I have things I have to do, this is my responsibility. So, no. Oh, my God. Stop. I don't get Oh, because you a little company. Little. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. I gave them everything. The kitty litter, all the toys I brought for her, her food. I've had a case of food. I gave all that. Find a home for her that someone can help her with. Because I can't do it. Do I feel a little sad? Yeah, I do. Because she is a cute little kitten. She's mischievous. She got a lot of energy. But guess what? I can't have that responsibility of taking care of her because I have responsibilities I have to uphold. And when people, like I said, are in an unhealed spot, they don't. See, hence why I always, when people just always say, oh my God, why you always do things on your own? I say, because... I don't like asking people for nothing. I know how to get it, how I live it. So when my daughter was like, oh, what I'm doing, you gave me the kitten. Find a home for her. I'm giving you everything. You can have it all. I'm happy I didn't take her to the clinic right away because then I would have been mad. But you can have her. Here's her towel. Here's all that. And I give thanks. I give thanks for the moments and the times that I had with her. So now I got my house back. I'm good. Oh, my God. I can't believe this because you're little. No, no, no. We would never do because of your little. I signed up for this. You didn't. You gave me a kitten. I I'm telling you, okay, I'm traveling. I need, you know, for one of y'all to hold her. Y'all can't do that. I'm not mad. And knowing them... When they ask me for something and I say no, 
Then it's going to be, oh, you're only doing this because we didn't keep your cat. No, 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 no. See, I know how to set boundaries. My mother used to have this saying. <laughs> Let me tell you. My mother used to have this saying, right? And I know y'all heard it plenty of times. You will need me before I need you. And that is fact. And I remember when my aunt, you know, my mother had really was in a jam. It wasn't money. She just needed her to come and watch us. Real quick. Now, mind you, my mother has watched my cousins, I think, from the time they got out my aunt's hoo-ha, right? From the time she had them, my mother or my aunt done watched them many more times than us, her watching us. So it was one time my mother had to work, and she asked her sister, hey, can you come over here and watch? My aunt told her, no. I got things to do? No. My mother said, no problem. She said, because you need me way before I need you. She said, now the kids stand on it and don't need me. I love you, but stand on it because I don't want you to need me. Well, it wasn't even a week. No lie. It wasn't a week. My Aunt Pat, now, I believe today, she had her man. She had a house. She had kids. But she mismanaged her money all the time. So she didn't buy groceries. My mother was known because she would cook. So she brought groceries, five kids, her husband. We ate. We didn't do nothing else. We had food. So my aunt came over. She was like, yeah, girl. Had her bag because she wasn't playing. Girl, I need to have my mother walked her to the door, stood her outside, and said, I told you, stand on it. Make sure you don't need me because the answer is no. Now, you know how some people would be like, but my kids is hungry. She said, and you, key word, your kids, not mine. Not mine. Oh, but you know, they love you and I love them too. But they should either their parents learn how to uh, cook or find a way. My aunt was livid, livid. She went to my Aunt Louise. Aunt Louise said, Nope, can't do it. Mm mm, mm mm. Bobby said what you did. And I had to go over there, stop what I'm doing to watch those chaps. And you couldn't do it and you wasn't doing nothing but laying up with some nigga? Nah. For a while, my mother wouldn't lift a finger. For a while. And something happened again. But my pet, she said, drop them off. I have them over here. And my mother did. We got on the bus, the five, because my aunt was living in Laurentian. We went on over there. Was she happy? No. See, and that's another thing that you got to make sure you understand. People love to ask you to do favors. People love to have you do all kinds of things. But when you ask them, they find excuses. They make a face like they don't want to do it. I'm the type of person that once you make a face or you start, don't do nothing. That's okay. Because I would rather for you the same way I show up, I want you to show up. But if you can't do that, then I don't need you to show up at all. You ever see those people like that? Like, when they ask you, you're like, yeah, you know, I'm moving things around. I got time. Yeah, I'll help you. No, no problem. But then when you need something, or even if you just need someone to come and show you support, and they make a face, or they be like, mm, I really don't stop them in their tracks and say thank you. But never mind. That's okay. I'll figure it out. There is a blessing and an answer for everything. When one door closes, that's God's way of saying, walk down the block. 
Walk down that hallway because I got a better door waiting for you. So when one person say no, keep walking. We usually stop, complain, cry. No, keep walking. Because that no right there, you weren't supposed to be around there anyway. It's going, it would it would have wound up being chaotic, wound up being toxic. You wind up spending more than you could. Keep walking. Because then the blessing is bigger. I'm a strong believer of that. But right when someone make that face or they be like, especially if you say, and, and I tell you that, I'm happy. I used to, you know, ask my brother and them, hey, y'all, can y'all give me like $20, you know, or can y'all loan me this, right? They would make a face. And I have to say, when you ask someone something and they make a face or they cringe or they don't look like they... Don't ask them because I don't need you to give me anything with some toxic energy attached to it. So when I got initiated, I tell you no lie. Shango Kabosile said, I don't want you to ask your family for nothing. Ask me. I will make sure you have it. I don't want you to ask them for nothing. And every time, I'm not even going to lie, I fail and do it. I wind up fucking up, for real. I love the kitten, right? But in reality, I knew I couldn't keep it. I knew that. But I, I really liked the little kitten. It was so cute. It's calico, you know, and it was cute. And I named it Kipling. So I'm like, wow, it's a cute kitten. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, yo, you know I got to travel. I understand she don't, you know, she's giving the kittens away and stuff. But I got to travel. I have things I got to do. So, you know, this kitten ain't grow up overnight. So it's still in that kitten phase where it want to chew on things and scratch on things. I brought her a post. She wants to, you know, touch stuff, smell stuff, see stuff. She's a kitten. She's inquisitive. And in the back of my head, I'm like, girl, you know, you can't do it. You, you got places to go. You got things you got to do. You know, who going to watch this kitten? So when I asked, I should have realized then. Y'all cringing. Y'all don't want to do it. Then I'm like, why did I get this? You know how you sign up for something? You're like, I think I made a bad choice. So now I'm correcting it. Yo, take the kitten back. Find it at home. Whoever takes it, they got a whole setup. They ain't got to worry about it. They got kitty litter. If They, they got a month's supply of whatever they want to give to this kitten. Right? So my daughter's talking with my other daughter. Why can't you keep it? You know, because mommy cat is bougie. She like ice cubes and all stuff. Listen, I don't even want the kitten back. I can't keep this kitten. I was wrong to keep it in the first place. It's cute. It's funny. But I can't keep it. Why? Because I'm not going to be here. And I love my Santos. She likes to go over there and... If she breaks something, I'm going to lose it. And it's not worth it. So, uh, no. And I, I can hear y'all. Oh, put it in the gate. Child, she will crawl. She will crawl and attach herself. She is really energetic. She feisty. So, I can't. I can't do it. But the part of is, Shango said, don't ask. And... You know how you get kicked in the behind so many times to finally you get the message? I'm like, yo, I done got kicked enough. <laughs> like, that's it. But you live and learn. 
But like I said, once one door closed, that doesn't mean you sit down, cry, weep. No, you keep walking. You keep walking. You keep going because your door is down the road. This ain't the door for you. You don't need to be bothered with that. You, I don't like um, relying on people. I don't mind asking for help, you know. But the sad part is, and it's not even sad, it's fact. I can't, I, me, I can't ask my family for things because, and I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm letting you know the reason why I go so hard for myself is I can't ask my family for nothing. When I was a Yahweh, they sat there and dragged me for the gods. I had it from every direction. Oh, why are you getting into that? You know, you're stupid. You homeless and you doing that. Where are the people? Where, where's their gods at to save you now? And I'm sitting there like, wow, y'all Christians. You a minister. Like, wow. Yeah, that's, that's how y'all see it? So, I... Was I disappointed? Yeah. But was I happy when Shango said, ask me, ask me, I'll make sure you have, don't ask them. So I remember when one time I wanted to get some more product for my shop and I was great. I did. I asked my brother and he gave me $40. He was like, here, I hope this is enough. Then he went around and told everybody, Lord Jesus. And he was like, um, yeah, cause I said, mm -mm. I said no, I said no, no, no. We we won't do that no more. And he was like, oh, so when I gave you the forty dollars, I was like, yeah. I said that was a bad decision that I won't make no more. If I don't have, I know I can do without. It, it's not meant for me to have it at that moment. But I bust my ass to work to make sure. And I don't mind sharing the plug. I don't mind showing you how to do whatever. That never bothered me. Because people showed me. I don't hold the secrets to the Krabby Patty and don't act like, yo, I give, yo, you want to do this? Let me go and find out and make it really simple. I do the research, the whole nine here. This is what I got here. You know, see if this helps you. I don't have a problem with that. The problem is when... If I need you, don't turn the lights on, lock the door, and act like you ain't home. Don't act like I just asked you to solve world hunger when I asked you for something so small as to watching a kitten or, you know, checking on my crib. I'm like, I don't. Because when people ask me for stuff, I make sure I step up to the plate. The same way. You know, sometimes I do give out free readings to people and be like, nah, you don't, you don't need no, you don't got to pay me. You know, I got you. Sometimes I don't. It's okay. And the sad part is, if you know, right? Because some people are just vindictive or sneaky or whatever, or they try to be. So if you hit me in the head with, because this happened to me. You hit me in the head with, yeah, oh my God, I'm going through stuff. And, you know, stuff is all messed up. And I'll have the money to pay for a reading. And you go, oh, okay, you know, I, I really want to help. All right, don't worry about it. And then five minutes later, you're showing me tickets that you brought to get on the cruise. And you got your money to your ear. You got a stack. So you lie. You lie. Now, I can hear y'all, right? Oh, well, if your spirits is on point... You would have known. I didn't tell you what the reading was. I told you what seems afterwards. 
Ha, ah, pay attention, young grasshoppers. I didn't tell you what the reading was. I told you when you go on Facebook or go on social media, what you see. Because most people try to get over. At one time, people would get readings. Maybe about three years ago, this used to happen. People would get readings, and then, especially on PayPal, and then try to dispute the charge like they never got the reading so they can get the money back. There was a lot of things that was taking place. Like I said, hurt people only know how to hurt other people. And when people are in, let me tell y'all this. When people are in toxic relationships and they know this relationship is wrong, they know it is toxic, they know they're being abused physically, mentally, spiritually, trust and believe. Instead of them taking out the anger or leaving the person that's doing the wrong, no, they hurt everyone else that's either trying to help them, trying to help them elevate, all of that. That's why I always tell people, if you want help about your toxic relationship, I need you to get away from that person. I need you to do your side first and everything else will fall in line. See, what you won't do is have me sitting in the middle while your man is or your partner is dogging you out and you don't want to leave. And then in order to save face, you want to, because that happened to a good girlfriend of mine. She was, she was helping the girl and, you know, she's like, yo, you know, the girl is telling her how abusive this guy is and how messed up. So she's helping. She's finding uh, shelters, domestic violence shelters for her and, you know, getting her service. And then it was always something. Oh, I don't want to go to the shelter. So she wound up putting her in a hotel. Oh, well, this hotel is not what I'm used to. My, you was living in the projects. <laughs> well, tell. Like, you know, you from the hood. You should be happy. So my good girlfriend was paying. And she was, you know, just there. Just going over and beyond. The whole time. While she paying for the hotel. While she's looking for all this service. At night, she was having a dude come over there and chill with her. Real talk. And so when she questioned, when she found out, she questioned her, like, yo, you know, are you back with him? Oh, it's because of you. You was trying to make me leave my man. I said, girl, right now, stop talking, leave her alone, and move on. She was like, yo, you know, she's being abused. I get that. But she ain't, she ain't, she won't stay there. And what's going to happen is you're going to be arguing with these two people, a guy and her. So, no. Now, if he already beat his woman, he already, he's used to hitting women. So what we not going to do is that. Because us women, we hit back. So let's not go there. Leave her. Leave her. Because reality is, everybody don't want to be saved. Everybody don't want help. Some people like the toxic. Some people like all the stuff that they've been doing. Some people appreciate that. Some people, that's the only thing they know. They like that toxic stuff. They don't want to leave it. They'll complain about it. They'll sit there and make all kinds of, oh, I can't believe they did the same way when dudes cheat. Oh, I can't believe he cheated. And they go and torment the girl and go through the girl stuff and put the girl face up and tell everybody who the girl is and find out and talk to the girl. But the one person they'll never go after is the man. 
They'll go and lay with the man. They'll cut everybody else off. Trust me, I know. I've been in that whirlwind. So I'm not, I don't go there with that. And then if someone's abusing you, like I said, it's very triggering to me. I lost a good, good girlfriend. She was trying to leave her man. And she had two, she had two of her friends help her pack. Her friend and her friend's husband was helping her pack. Her man walked behind all three of them. They didn't even know he was behind them. And he blew all their brains out. And sat there and called the police and waited for them to arrest him. No, no, no. Uh-uh. And it's not that I'm a punk. It's not that, oh, my God, you skip. No. See, in my mind, I'm already, and I'm still dealing with that. I'm already thinking that, especially if you're like, oh, great, punch me, this me. So, in my mind, it, survival. So, I got to survive. So, why should I put my freedom on the line and jump into the line of fire when you don't even want to leave him? You know how many sisters I know this day? That are walking around with infections that are sick because they man cheated on them, gave them something, and they still walking around with this. And guess what? They still with this nigga. And they will argue with the girls and all. I've really seen women run up in women's houses and fight and do all of this and go back and lay with the dude. So hurt people only know how to hurt people. They're not going to be sitting there trying to get released and don't hit me in the head with um you know it's hard for them to leave and you, you gotta be in a domestic I was I was I was and I would go back because in my mind I thought that I could change him he was sick he was broken he needed someone but lo and behold the person I should have been saving was my goddamn self and I had to get a wake-up call because he didn't hit my kids I we y'all wouldn't have never known who I was because I'd have been doing life in prison. He hit a good girlfriend of mine. While we was walking, he jumped out from behind the bushes. I had two knives in my sleeves. He jumped from behind the bushes. So my girlfriend jumped in front of me and was like, no, you're not going to swing on her. And he swung on her. So that just clicked something in me. So I wound up stabbing him. So, yeah, no, he ain't dead. But I did. And from that day forward, it made me say, nah, I can't live like this. I can't live like this. I love me more. Don't hit me in the head with all that. I've been down that road. I know those symptoms. I know how it is. And it all stems from the same. You're not loving yourself thinking you can save this man because he was the only one that was there for you. And he knows you. And he, no, no. It's a cop-out. Real talk. It is. It is. It's a cop-out. And then when you find out that uh, he got someone else, you mean to tell me you can't argue with this nigga, but you can go and find some innocent woman that don't know you and that she done listen to every lie that he done told? And trust me, they don't go for smart women. They go for ones dumber than you that will believe anything. I had a girl really in my face. Yes, you know, because Ro, he said his wife wasn't doing good with his kids and she was horrible and she was on drugs. I said, girl, you do know I'm the kid's mama, right? Huh? Do I look like I'm on drugs? Do I look like, a, what? Do my kids look like they hungry? Oh, so he lied. My ex-husband told my daughter, 
that I put a hit out on him. And he has a video of me putting a hit out on him. I told my daughter, I said, tell him to produce the video. Let you see it. Then he went from video to audio. Oh, she's telling somebody, I got it on audio. I said, tell him to let you hear it. You know my voice. Tell him to let you hear it. Now, if someone told me, and I'm like, so now I'm asking her, do you believe that? She was like, well, my, you know, no, because he done gave you three different stories. Each time I tell you to tell him to produce it, he give you another one. Hurt people only know how to hurt people. And I used to back in the day. So this is where he got his nigga wake up call at. Any other time I'd be like, what? Calling him going off and arguing with everybody and being online. And, uh. I said, well, if you believe it and this is what he's saying, then believe it. So when she called him back, I assumed she said to believe it. Now he's scratching his head. And I'm looking at her like, wow. You know, I, I'm going to say this. And most people, because you are always here, you know, wow, my mother hated me. or You, you can have parents, especially toxic parents, try to put these stories in kids' head to make them hate the mother. You know, my ex-husband told my daughter, Didi, I'll give you, I can't make this shit up, I'll give you anything you want if you hate your mother. And guess what? My daughter did that. I was in surgery, I was in a hospital, and people were like, yo, you going to see your mom? No. No, she can die for all I care. And when I tell you he was so happy, my friend uh, Barney was like, yo, this nigga was smiling. I had people that was in the projects was like, yo, you going to see your mom? Like, she's in the hospital. No, nah, that's okay. And he would smile like she don't want to be bothered with her. She ain't got no dealings with her and would smile. So when the incident happened in her house and she had to move, remember the key word, I'll give you whatever you want. As long as you hate your mother. So for two years, I didn't talk to my daughter. Hurt people know how to hurt people. So they, they don't know how to love. They don't know how to help. They don't know how to heal. They just know how to hurt other people. They live in this victim. Oh, everybody else to blame. Never holding themselves accountable. So my daughter, for two years, we wouldn't speak. We would walk past each other like we don't speak. Right? So one year, like I said, I was in the hospital. She ain't come. So she had an incident at her house and she had to move. So she asked him, Daddy, can you help me? He said, I'll take you, I'll get one of my friends' food stamp card and I'll um, buy you some groceries, but I ain't helping you with nothing. She was racked. Then one time she couldn't go to work. She didn't have enough money. She had to pay her bills and stuff. Now, mind you, he told her the beautiful sentence, made it seem so beautiful. Hate your mother and I'll give you whatever. So she called him. Daddy, I need money to get to work. He said, I don't got it. Now, mind you, he wanted a court settlement. He had a million dollars. So he walked away with like 55, right? So he said, I can't help you. She swallowed her pride for that day. I was on crutches then. I had my foot. I had surgery on my foot. I was on crutches. Ma, can, I, can you let me hold um, a, a Metro card because I can't get to work? And can you bring it now? So I closed my store and I walked down there and gave it to her. 
one day she was standing out there. I was walking through, you know, South Jamaica. And she was standing out there with her father. Wouldn't even look at me. Wouldn't speak. Wouldn't say nothing. Now, mind you, just a, the, the day before, I came and gave her a Metro card. I said, wow. All I could do was laugh. When I was in Florida, right? I was in Florida for my birthday. I was helping with a Ogun crowning, right? Oshun came down and she said, I don't like the way your children treat you. I'll handle it. You don't worry about it. I got it. Because, you know, some people, they'll, you know, they can paint that narrative. Oh, you're a horrible mother. Maybe that's why your kids don't like you. No. Matter of fact, I overcompensated. I didn't allow them to know what consequences was. I stood in the way of every arm of fire that they had. And I'm sharing this to you because when you are dealing with the real world, spirituality is just one aspect. But you got to deal with, especially when you're healing, you're setting boundaries and all that. They don't give you a parade. Your family and everybody else that's toxic or hurt or messed up, they don't give you a parade. They don't say congratulations. They're not in your corner saying, yeah, we healing. No. Because, see, that healed version of you sets boundaries. That healed version of you don't put up with the bullshit no more. That healed version of you don't have time for the games. It's about me getting where I need to be, being in alignment. Folks that you've been sitting at the pity party or you've been sitting at the trauma bonding or you've been sitting around with all the hurt and pain, you're not sitting there no more. They don't give you a parade, baby. They don't give you a to-go saying, great, you're healed. No, they hate you. Because why? You don't sign up for that no more. You left. See, it's always room at the pity table. The hardest part is pushing yourself back and getting up and leaving. That's hard. Mm-hmm. So you have people that don't want to see that. I, it's setting boundaries with your family. It's not easy. My brother would only call me to vent to me, right? My cousins too. They'll call me vent, complain, and ask you what my spirits say about this person on their job or the person they're sleeping with. Not once, right? Because takers only know how to take. They don't know how to give. Not once do they say, hey, do you have the space or do you have time that you can talk or, you know, Hey, I, I, I know you're busy and everything, but can I schedule and, and offer something? You know, hey, I'm going to send you a little something just for your time. Hell no. Girl, let me tell you what happened. What? Or my favorite, because my brother and him do this. Hey, girl, this is just a conversation. I pick up. Hey, what's up? Yeah, girl, how you doing? Oh, my God, you know, I ain't speak to you in a minute. I just spoke to you yesterday. Girl, stop playing, you know. You're so beautiful. I always knew you. Like, we was going to be so close. I'm so happy to have you as my sister. Okay, what? You know, because how's everybody? Everybody's good? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why? What's up? Child, you know, on my job, they going after me and stuff. And, you know, my marriage, they doing this. And these kids are doing that. What you see? And then, let me tell you, and they just continually throw problem after problem after problem. Well, one day I was like, pause. Hi, how you doing? Hey, girl, what, what happened? I, you know, I'm telling you what happened. No, no, no. You didn't ask me, do I have the time? Do I have the space? Because I do have a life. There's things I do too. Um, you didn't ask me that. 
So all you did was call me and start dumping all this on me. How is it that I become your human? And you're married. You, why you can't dump this on your wife? You know, there's therapists that you can pay to go and talk to. Are you for real? I haven't heard from my brother since that day. <laughs> real talk. Real talk. My daughter tried to do that to me the other day. Oh, my God. Pause. Did you ask me if I'm doing something? Did you ask me, do I have the time? Did you ask me, do I have the space? Am I in the mental capacity to take on your shit that don't have nothing to do with me? You know? Oh, my God. No. Stop. Pause. If you don't set boundaries and know it's not easy when it comes to your family, you will forever be the doormat. For real. They won't respect your time. They won't respect what you do. And in my head, I'm always know what Angel said. If you don't put your foot down about your religious belief, people will never take you serious. And the first person you have to do that with is your family. I love my kids, but I love my crown more. If there's something that I need to do because I signed up for this, then respect it. But if you can't do that, then you have no need to be around me. And that goes for anybody. That's something that I hold dear. I, the same way, if someone says, hey, you can only wear green in my house. I'm going to respect you if I have respect for you. If I like to be around you, I'm going to wear green. I'm not going to change. This is your house rules. So if there's rules or you already know, damn, she loves her religion. She went through it, saved her life. She's still here. Like, I'm going to point to her. No. Your family, not all the time. Not all the time. That's why when I post that post about I'm, I'm breaking generational curses because anything that is starting, I'm going to be the first one to start it. I'm not. I have an agenda. I have a goal to reach before they take me off this planet. I told y'all, when I go up to heaven or wherever it is I go with the elders or whatever, I want to say I'm totally empty. Every gift, everything you poured into me, I used it all. It's I, I lived up to my potential. Thank you. I don't care if I'm 90 years old. I used it all. So I came back. I shared it all with the world. Ain't no more. Take me now. That's it. I know sometimes it can be hurtful. I know sometimes it can get frustrating because you would want, you know, people to point to you, people to help you, people to see it, but it's not going to happen. Some people have their own agenda. Some people are fighting their own demons and they don't have time to fight you. And you don't need to be aggravated. You don't need to curse them out. You don't need to make a post how you don't love your family. You don't need to do none of that. Keep walking down the hall. Keep walking down the hall. These ain't your doors. Keep walking down the hall. These are not your people to support you. Keep walking down the hall. There's a group of people that's going to help you. There's doors, plethora of doors that you're going to walk through. Those rooms that you are invited in. You don't have to pay to get in. You ain't got to bribe people to get in. You ain't got to question and go against your morals and your, your ethics. You don't have to do none of that. Those doors and those rooms are where you're supposed to be with like-minded people. You don't need to hold a grudge. You don't need to be petty. You don't need to be mad. You don't, None of that. But set boundaries. And however they want to take it, let them take it. They already messed up. And when you know that your family, friends, 
people you associate with. If you know that they're going through something, the best thing I can tell you to do so you don't have to get that headache or get sucked in that whirlwind, pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Light a white candle. Pray to their eggons. Pray to Obatalai. Pray to something to help them. And let them heal. Pray for their healing. Pray for their spirit of discernment. Pray for their health, mental, and keep it moving. That's it. You don't need to indulge. You don't need to argue. You don't need to fight. You don't need to do none of that. Because all it's going to do is suck you back in. Why do you need to waste time, energy, effort, all of that for people that, so you can hear that number one sentence, but I ain't asked you, you right. We don't need to go over and beyond. Yes, we heal it. Yes. Oh, I understand. You got to heal your family. Sometimes prayer is the best healing you can give. Just pray for them and keep it moving. That's it. That's all. That is all. And don't hit me with, but I live under their roof. When you go in the bathroom or you go in your room, pray for them. That's it. That's all. Prayer works. You don't need to go back and forth. You don't need to be petty. You don't need to be like, oh my God, nobody's helping me. Help your fucking self. It wasn't a conference call. Whoever gave you the vision, trust me, they're going to give you the tools, the clients, and everything to make sure that vision becomes a reality. Trust me on that one. When I got my vision open my store, I got my vision to read, I got my vision to do all that. Not only did the tools, the doors, the people, the support all came with it. So you just got to have faith and you got to believe. You have to believe. But just know broken people, hurt people, people that are going through, they only know how to share their pain. They don't know how to share their joy. You telling them news, they're not going to be happy for you. They're not because they're in a broken state. And if you know they don't want no help, the same way. When I put up a post saying that if I see a good girlfriend, man cheating, and she, every time he cheats, she take him back. Well, I'm telling. For what? So I, now I got to beat up both of y'all? We ain't doing that. I'm minding my business. I'm minding the business that pays me. Uh-uh. For what? If they're going back, why? Why, why, are, you, why are you getting in? Because all they're going to do is mess around and get back together and argue with you. Why am I putting myself through that? Why? I don't, I don't deserve that. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Mind your business. Get love on those that love you. Support those that support you. Point to those that point to you. It won't always be family. It always, won't always be the partner. Your day ones don't always be them. But they don't have a problem with asking for a handout. See, you're only fucked up until you become cool. Now, when people start noticing you, now it'll be, oh, I remember when you first started. Oh, I remember, right? Because I was always helping you. Pause. Stop. Don't do that. Don't do that. You don't even need to remind them. Just stop them in their tracks. Stop. We're not doing that. And remove yourself and keep going. That's it. That's all. That is it. That is the whole message. Do not spend time being sad, weeping. I can't believe. Go wash your face. Take those tears away. Pull up your pants. Tie your shoes up tighter. And go and be about your business. I Listen, when I started, I had five fucking people that reviewed my videos. And I showed up every fucking time to do my lives to... Even when I started reading cards, I would only have two people. Sometimes it'll go weeks without having to read. Not, but I show up. And the boss, Larry, would be so sad for me, but I didn't care. I showed up. And 
he would have me, he would pay me $40 or $60 putting up candles, you know, showing people product, working the floor. I didn't care. I did it. And we'd show up and they would laugh. Oh, why she here? She don't even get a reading. But that one day, that one day when that girl, when the reader was like, oh, I'm busy. Give it to her. Like it was scraps, but I ain't complaining. I took a red like she was the starter. Show. I had bottled water, little snacks, girl, what you need. Okay. I did the reading, told her what I saw. And the next day, the very next day, all these people were down there. All these goddamn people. But I thought they was for Amy. So I didn't say nothing. I opened my room, said my prayers, lit my little candle, went upstairs and sitting up there stacking candles. Because I'm like, look, I got one reading. I'm okay. And they came back upstairs and they said, why are you up here? I said, what? They said, those are for you. So when Amy came out, she said, who got the red ticket? Who got the red ticket? And everybody had the yellow tickets. And I was like, these are for me? Baby, when I tell you I was reading from sun up to sundown, I was reading, 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 reading. She got so mad. She started walking through. I cursed everyone. I cursed you. Oh, I cursed you. Those people wasn't even paying attention to her at all. I stepped out the room. Is there a problem? No, no, no. Um, you know, they just want to know why everybody's buying your tickets. I don't know, but I'm grateful. But consistency, being there, showing them. Who you are when it's time. It's okay. It took real talk. It took me three months. Three months. I would get a reading here or somebody would come in when the ladies wasn't at the front. And, you know, Angel and them would be like, no, we got another reader. She down there. And then they'll, they'll read me like, you know, I never I never knew you. No. And then, then when people started coming in and they was like, now, especially when they had... So, when Haiti had its first earthquake, right, its first, um, yeah, earthquake, I grabbed the white candles and I was telling, because those drivers were shipping off things to Haiti, and I was telling the owner, Larry, yo, let's take a donation, let's, you know, send candles and stuff, because, you know, you have all the Haitian drivers doing that, and the ladies that was in there, because you, you never know who's listening. So the ladies that was in there, why are we doing for Haiti? Oh, my God, but you want to practice voodoo. That, where do you think it came from? So they just kept on criticizing. I'm not giving nothing to Haiti. I had a little can out for people to, you know, give donations. I know. I'm not doing all that. So people would hear it, right? And they would go back and tell. They would tell. And those Haitian van drivers and stuff, they would come through. And they'd be like, hey, we need help. And they'd be like, oh, we got Amy, you got, no, 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 we want the black girl at work here. And I would come up and be like, hey, my head would be wrapped. And that's when I had locks. And they were like, yeah, her, her. No, we don't want y'all. We don't want y'all. And one lady was like, you know, it's sad because whenever something happened over in Cuba or Puerto Rico, y'all sitting here and y'all collect, but you couldn't collect for us? Like, are you serious? So it kind of put a damper in them around, you know, South Jamaica. And... Like I said, it, it became a domino effect. Point to people that point to you. I used to be able to go to other botanicas and even when people would come there, like people would try to steal me. They would be like, Yo, why are you over here? Why don't you come and work in our botanica? Why are you here? And I was like, well, convenience is right up the block. So, you know, I'm staying right up the block. Nah, seriously. Like we'll pay lecture. I even went as far as to go in moonlight at another botanica in Brooklyn. Real talk. 
but the guy wanted to pimp me, like not sexually, like he wanted me to help all his friends for free and didn't get to paying customers. And I was like, and then I'm used to getting paid every day. He was like, oh, well, I'm going to hold your money until the end of the week. What? No, nah, we ain't doing that. And then he wanted me to sign a paper to say I only can work at his shop. I was like, nah, I quit. I ain't coming back. Find somebody else to do it. Like, for real. But I would, I would go to other botanicas and talk to them and all of that. They couldn't do that because nobody wanted them there. Real talk. So hurt people only know how to hurt people. While you're on your healing journey, you roar, you're open, you are emotional. You can set boundaries. You don't you don't have to answer your phone. You don't gotta be around those people. You can go for walks. You can go it is a plethora of places for free you can do. You can go to your neighborhood park, you can go to your neighborhood coffee shop. All you need is four dollars, buy you a cup of coffee, sit there. If you have a book to read, a paper to write, some stuff you can do on the internet if you have a laptop. But go go and be around peaceful things. Don't be around people that's chaotic. Don't be around people that's broken. Don't be around people that's going through things. That's not you. You don't need that. Don't worry about them not supporting you. Don't worry about them not um, cheering you on. They can't cheer themselves on. They can't support themselves. You keep doing. You had the vision. You have the calling. You have the gift. If God wanted everybody to have it, he would have made sure everybody was in on it. But those people that he set in your path to help you, to move you forward... Those are the people that you love. Those are the people you pour into. Those are the people you give thanks. And those people that's broken, your family, your friends, pray for them. Pray for them and continue to move on. Guarantee you. Guarantee you. You will, you will thank me later. For real. For real. So, don't worry about it. And don't... I'm trying to find the one part that I would love for y'all to hear because I, I really want y'all to hear this one Here's, I just... uh, hey here you go look at me now look at uh, here it is here we go I remember when I tried to save everyone answering phone calls sending help or responses giving money showing up being constant implementing sound advice being patient in their issues providing perspectives and showing up intentionally until I realized some people like to complain listen but don't hear engage but become distracted cling to sadness to the opposite of the advice given going around and around and around in circles my intentions were to help but my discernment showed me the truth even in our fullness our own abilities and capabilities to help people do as they want when you've shown and provided the way sometimes you have to fall back and realize you are not the savior and some people just can't be helped in that moment you provided with intentions they lack with understanding it is not your job to save those who do not want to be saved and on that note i will see y'all on next week wednesday be safe stay consistent love yourself happy healing and most of all follow your journey your passion invest in your gift perfect your craft run your run your race and know your place stay in your lane and if above all else mind the business that pays you
Y'all be good.